By definition, an antenna is a metal whip designed to receive and transmit radio signals within a given area. It's BS in the Morning on KSLQ and Westplex 1071. It is BS.show 636, a Monday morning. Yes, it's Monday. You have to go to work on this Monday. You've had two Mondays off in a row. Get to work. Don't sit at home, do nothing. Get to work, be productive. Uh, once again, Shelly, warning, warning, warning. You know what I'm going to warn people about? What is that, Brad? Uh, what is that, Brad? <laughs> I was going to warn people about the fact that the roads are sort of treacherous out there. I was just uh, watching. Oh, my God, watching some of the traffic cameras. It's not necessarily the roads. Heavy-duty frost. And this started, like I said, I got home last night probably about 9.30 or so. I thought to myself, man, it's really getting frosty out there. I mean, early. Normally, it doesn't happen until, you know, after midnight. Heavy-duty frost, and it hit a lot of the bridges, overpasses, uh, you know, flyover ramps, all that kind of stuff. Super cautious this morning. When you come up to a bridge, overpass, elevated ramp, man, there was a nasty, I think, five- or six-car accident on eastbound 370 coming out of St. Charles County there into uh, St. Louis County uh, in the uh, Mo Bottoms area and a uh, bunch of stuff on the Poplar Street Bridge, lots of people spinning out and on, you know, uh, elevated overpasses, you know, like especially like the ramps there at 270 and 70 and Page and, and, and 270 and 40 and 270. Extra caution. We don't want you to end up, well, let me put it this way. If you have a car that, that I want, go ahead and be very uncautious and smash it up, and I can buy it cheap, and then I can have the car I really want. I just have to fix some fenders and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? So you people out there that have the cars that I want, just drive like a bat out of you-know-well, you, you know, out of you-know-where, you-know-well, you you-know-hell, whatever it is, <laughs> and then call me when you smash your car up. You know what I did Saturday morning besides being on James Strong's podcast? What? I haven't done it in a while. I welded. I, I got my welder out and I welded. I'm repairing something that that I bought cheap that was damaged. I don't want to say what it is because people go, well, you bought what? It's got frame damage. It's got four wheels, but it's not a car. So uh, it's got framage? Yeah. Well, unfortunately, I bought, I've had a crappy welding mask for a long time and I bought a new welding mask because... I'm not seeing real well when I'm welding. And I'm doing what they call MIG welding, which is like sort of like big arcs. And, you know, if you don't wear a nice helmet with like a very dark lens, you burn your eyes up. Literally, you, you can burn your retinas. It's sort of like, you know, if you go over to, to Sauget and if you stay too long, your retinas burn. Do you know that? I did not. <laughs> it's true. You also come back with some kind of, um, I don't know, rash, right? <laughs> I don't know about that. But anyway... So I bought an auto-darkening welding helmet. You know what that is? I do, because we happen to have one I said you could borrow. It's actually really cool. What works is it's like got a, you know, you're looking through the, it's got a you know big helmet you put on your head, and it's got the viewing area, and it's got this special lens that when it gets, when it detects the intense light of like a spark, like the arc, it automatically darkens. Well, here's my problem. It only goes down to a nine. I need like a seven because my eyes are not what they used to be. And I still can't see real well because of the fact that once the, because it darkens it so dark, even at a nine shade, that I still have trouble seeing where I'm welding. I'm thinking to myself, man, back in the day, I could weld and weld and weld and weld. And I guess I'm getting old. When you get in your 80s, things like that happen to you, right, Shelly? Yeah, but haven't you been in your 80s for like... Well, I'm 87. I don't know, like be, 20 years or something? I'll be 88 later this year. 
Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, stuff. Really? To- yeah. We'll be 88. Yeah. 88 in July. Isn't that a song? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Eagles did it. Yeah. 88 in July. You get real high. Then you pass on by because you're oh, 88 my, in oh, July. My. Oh, my. Oh, my. <laughs> 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 Thanks for the, the lyrics. <laughs> That's about right. Okay. Uh, once again, <laughs> today is a Monday. If you forgot what it's like to work on a Monday, learn because, of the fact, you don't have today off. Maybe you do if you took the vacation day or stuff like that. Um, boy, all sorts of crazy stuff in the news. Yesterday, right, was right. it yesterday? Our president went to El Paso. Okay. On Sunday? Yes, on Sunday. Okay. Oh, Believe it or not, okay. he 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 poured he tore himself self away from his house in Delaware and went someplace on Sunday. The reason he well, went there yesterday because you gotta give him his props for working on the weekend. Okay. This is the first time I heard this statistic. I'm thinking to myself, how can this be? He was vice president for eight years from two thousand eight, actually from two thousand nine to twenty thirteen, because that's the way, you know, they get elected in the in the odd in the even years and then they're actually you know, inaugurated in the odd years. So Biden and, and Obama got elected in 2008, but they didn't become president, vice president, 2013. And the same thing, he served until 2017 because uh, Trump got elected in 2016, but wasn't out of, wasn't in office until 2017. Okay. In the entire eight years, he was vice president. And in the two years he's been president, two years coming up um, next week, actually, because uh, that was when the inauguration time, was. Time flies. Yes, yeah, two years ago. In the 10 years he's been either vice president or president, he's never been to the border, ever. I mean, going like, you know, and the crazy thing about that is what happens when there's a hurricane? I don't care who the president is. Two days later, he's down there walking through the rubble, you know, thanking the emergency workers, blah, blah, blah. And I have no problem with that, you know. Uh, you know, but yet for, for decades, especially the last 10 years, this border thing has just gotten out of control. So he goes down to El Paso yesterday, and supposedly there's all these articles that talk about there's an influx of of, of CPB guys, uh, Customs and Border Patrol guys, from all over the, the Southwest. They bring them into El Paso to essentially herd all these homeless people into areas where the president's not going to be. So in other words, they're cleaning up the place. you know. Because remember, the mayor of El Paso, who's a Democrat, declared... El Paso, a disaster area. I think it was last week or maybe right after Christmas. So so they take Biden around, and there's no immigrants to be seen anywhere. You know, he's walking along the border. You know, the typical shot, the publicity shot. He's walking along the border with a with a couple uh, CBP, uh, you know, guys, the, the you know, the patrol agents and stuff like that. And then he goes here and he goes there. He's there three and a half hours. Okay, bang, he's gone. And he didn't see any immigrants. Didn't talk to any immigrants I'm going like, oh, okay, whatever. I mean, maybe I'm becoming jaded. Maybe it's his PR people. Well, but that's exactly what it I is. I mean, you know, he's got like, I don't know, probably 57 handlers. Well, 57? That's that's just that's just for him going to the bathroom, you know what I mean? He's got, you know, when he goes to like El Paso, he's probably got, you know, 2,000 people, you know, doing groundwork for him. It frustrates me so much to see the hypocrisy of government in general you know what i mean just government in general you know i mean there's problems all around and i'm thinking to myself man if i were the if i were the governor of the state of missouri man i'd change this i'd change this if i were the president of the united states i'd change this i'd change this i'd change this and the problem is they become so isolated especially like the president he really doesn't know what's going on he really doesn't know what you and i do and the are pe- you saying 
the president as in the specific president we have now? No, in general. Or the president oh, in, in general. general? In general. And because of the fact that, that okay. you know, they're, they've become so, they become, remember the story years ago was George Bush number one, where he went to a grocery store and he was fascinated by the scanner. I mean, how long have we had scanners at grocery stores? You know what I mean? Uh-huh. I mean you know, think about that for a minute. He's going like. It was pretty cute. Well, he goes, you mean you just push it over this, this piece of glass and it reads the price? Yes. Wow. <laughs> you know, you and I are going like, okay, we've done that for 10 years. That's nothing new. You but know. he's. He doesn't. He's always had people to do that. I get for it. Him. That's my point. These people get out of touch with reality. They get to the point where, and once again, I'm saying in general, even the governor. You know, you know, I've had. I'm not trying to brag, but I've had several instances in my broadcasting career where but I have been. You may not know this, you know, but I'm actually a really big team. No, 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 no. Well, you were with me the last time where we met Governor Parson out at the Family Arena. Remember that? Yes. And he's got his bodyguards. He's got... Well, of course. Well, but once again, he, they're, they're watching out for him. You know, they won't let him say, if I said, hey, governor, jump in my car and drive with me down to White Castle. I'll buy you lunch. The guards would say, I'm sorry, but the governor doesn't drive just in any car. He has to drive in a specific car. You know, with the president, he has to drive in the beast. You know, As they were fig leafing. You. <laughs> right. No, but the point being is... That And even to the point where, like the politicians, the guys we elect as state reps, they're back down in Jefferson City, they have this guarded life that they live. You know what I mean? They're like living this little bubble, and they think that everybody cares about politics. And yet, if they go into a McDonald's and they say, hi, I'm Bill Igle, and people go, yeah, and who are you? Well, I'm a state senator. I never heard of you before. You know what I mean? <laughs> what do you mean you never heard of me before? I'm a very important person. Oh, I never heard of you, Mr. Igle. You know, I don't know anything about you. Did you used to be like a, a trash man? No, no, no. I'm a very important person. See, they get that ego and they get the, you know, the head. It's just like, it's like we, we elect this lady from the St. Louis area, Corey Bush. We send her to D.C. They shock. Oh, she's this, this struggling young mother and she's a single mother and she's a nurse and she's so nice and so kind and gentle. We send her to D.C. She turns into this crazy weird woman who does all sorts of weird stuff. I mean, like crazy weird stuff. Because like, she probably got a different handler. No, she wants to shut down McDonald's. She wants to shut down Boeing. You know, she's the exactly. She's That's the, the complete opposite of what she said that she was. Right. She said, she, "I'm going to bring more jobs at St. Louis area." What's she going to do? Shut down one of the largest employers in the St. Louis area in North County. We don't want to make weapons of war. We don't want to make those F-15s and F-18s. We want those guys to be making furniture up at Boeing and go like, okay, let's think about this for a minute. Well, <laughs> you know, that would be bringing America back. And she she said, and get this, there is huh. this is the interesting thing. This is how she got herself into more trouble over the weekend. There's a guy, you know, they had this 15 rounds. I tell you what, let's pick this up on the other side of this break. Remind me of the Cory Bush thing, which is like, I'll never understand this. This is something that when I see, when I see minorities do this, I just shake my head and I think to myself, I don't get it. I don't get it. Um, what else was I supposed to remind you of? Cory Bush. Cory Bush. Remind me of Cory Bush next break, okay? But no, there was one more. No, I forgot about it. <laughs> you, you don't write these things down, do you? I don't. Okay, it's six. Oh, I'm going to remember that. <laughs> it's six. I four... can't remember two minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, who are you again? It's 648. It is BS.show653. <laughs> I am Brad. She is Shelly. Together we make BS. Once again, my warning to you, be careful out there. <laughs> Hold on a minute. <laughs> 
I get these coughs come out of nowhere. Anyway, um, lots of frost last night, started last night into this morning. Some frost that normally doesn't appear like on roadways and overpasses and things like that and bridges. Nasty stuff. Call it black eyes. Call it whatever you want to want. Uh, by this time, I think most of it should probably be taken care of. But still, there's some areas, if you're out in the rural area, maybe you're coming in on a highway where you go over like a um, you know, railroad overpass, a bridge over a creek or something like that. Nasty, nasty, nasty frozen bridge services. Anything that's elevated. Super cautious. There's been all sorts of accidents around the St. Louis area. So please drive carefully. Are you back, Shelly? 654? Guess she's not. Okay. Uh, I was talking about, first off, let me finish up one thing I was talking about, um, break or so, about the article, the thing I heard on NPR about furniture. And they talked about how people aren't buying good furniture anymore. They're buying essentially disposable furniture. And one of the culprits is <gasps> IKEA, that IKEA's furniture is not really long lasting furniture. It's somewhat, you know, you, you, if, if you put it together, you got to put it together, and then you got to, you know, if you move it, a lot of times it breaks because essentially all it is most of ikea's furniture and i'm not trying to you know throw shade on on people's what they have but it's pressed wood that has those little you know hex fasteners on it and you screw it together and if you move it around too much it breaks that's just the way things are okay and talks about how this is causing environmental damage because back in the day People bought furniture that they used for decades, sometimes even centuries. You had furniture that was handed down from, you know, um, you know, mother and father to son and daughter, and then from their son and daughter down to another son and daughter. And now I have the, that furniture. Well, now people don't buy that, and it's interesting because the ant, the price of antiques has bottomed out. The, the, it the, has, yeah, and that's really a shame because. because that's where the craftsmanship but is. But once again, people are buying junk, and they're saying what's happened is, and this particular reporter who was from New York City was talking about the fact that all you have to do is drive around near the end of the month in New York City where there are apartment buildings, and you see all this furniture just on the sidewalk with signs that say free because, A, they don't want to move it, and B, chances are when they did try to move it, it got damaged. So people aren't buying, you know, you know heirloom kind of stuff. They're buying junk you know, I still say, I told you the story. If I had a new house and I was going to completely furnish it for, with, with furniture, you know what I'd do? I'd just buy tool carts. That would be all my furniture. I Tool carts and... Think about it for a minute. Um, I mean, for, first... Milk carts. Yeah, milk carts. Yeah, exactly. Milk crates and tool carts, okay? Milk crates. Because first off, matter of fact, it's funny. I bought two more milk crates yesterday. Funny you should mention it. Um, anyway, you can never have milk. I think I'm up to, you're going to laugh when I tell you this. I think I'm up to about 80 milk crates now. Are you going to step and so you can actually put them in wherever you're going to put them in oh. like a little maze? Oh, my God. No, 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 no. See, I'm not the most organized guy in the world. I started this last year. Actually, I started the year before. I have a milk crate for practically everything now. Matter of fact, my vehicles, I've got a milk crate for each one of my vehicles. And in that milk crate, I've got, and I've been doing this over the like the last six months, in that milk crate, I have an oil filter. So when I change oil in that particular car, on the side of the milk crate, I have little stickers that tells me what the filter is to reorder, you know, and I like, you know, the fuel filter, oil filter, stuff like that. Why don't you just get an easy button? An easy button. Yeah, from well, Amazon. 
No, no, because because all of a sudden this morning, if I wake up and I said, oh, I want to change the oil in my car this morning, I got the filter. I don't have to wait. Don't have to wait. Oh, you know. In okay. other words, I've got spare parts. Okay, okay. So that great thinking, math major. That's the one thing we're talking about. The other thing was Corey Bush. If you know the story, finally, uh, early Saturday morning, we finally, after the 15th round of voting, they elected a new Speaker of the House. One of the guys' name who kept coming up the elections is this guy, relatively new. I think this is only his second term. His last, I can't remember his first name. His last name is Donalds, D-O-N-A-L-D-S. I believe he's from, uh, he's from Florida, and he's a black dude, okay? So he, okay. Got, he got nominated a couple times. What and difference does it make whether he's black or not? Here's the difference. The difference is Cory Bush tweets out, He's just nothing but a prop. The Republicans are using him as a prop because he's really not black. Okay, whatever. You know, <laughs> I mean, I'm going like, okay, she's black. He's black. Leave him alone. You know, shouldn't. And he came on a couple of shows and essentially said, I, I can't remember his exact words, but essentially came out and said, look, she's a black woman. I'm a black man. A decade, you know, our century ago, we wouldn't be where we're at. She should be celebrating the fact that there's more blacks in the con- in the Congress, not just calling me a prop, you know. I mean, you know, because once again, if you're a Democrat, you know, black, oh, that's good. If you're a Republican black, you're a fake. You know, it's, that's what they're, that's essentially they're saying. Remember, Biden even said that when he was on uh, the uh, Charlemagne the Gods radio show where he said, if you if you don't vote for me, you're not black. Remember that comment? I'm going like, come on, let's leave the race thing alone. Can't we just look as people as people? You know what I mean? I mean, can't we just I look? Do. Can't we just look at Shelly as like, is like this incredibly, well, I don't know, maybe we don't uh-huh. want to do it. <laughs> Tread lightly, my friend. It's a new year. <laughs> okay. Okay, it's we have to take a break. It's six fifty nine. It is BS dot show once again. Marin Morris, what an incredible voice she has, and just like uh, like a uh, Megan Trainer, you know that song we play, that new version we play. Hold on a minute, you there? Mm-hmm. <coughs> the, excuse me, the new song we play, the Megan Trainer song, um, made you look. We play the acapella version. What a what a talented lady she is. She's got. She a, really is. What she's, an incredible and voice. And she's she's a lovely person as well. I know. She was very nice to me. She was in town last week. I know. I know. She took me out. Had a good did time. Did you did you um send her a thank you note? I did. Okay. I read things sometimes, and I think to myself, "OMG, what the hell has happened to our country?" Okay. One of them is right here in St. Louis. Big news story in the Post-Dispatch last week, okay? I'll let you, I'll read the headline for you. You ready for this? Okay. I already subscribed. Come on. Oh, it's not going to let me, hold on, hold on a minute. Maybe it's, maybe it's not going to let me read the story. Let me see if I can do it again. I got a subscription. Let me see the story. Don't you hate it when you, they make you pay for stuff, and then when you pay for it, it says you didn't pay for it. You know what I'm saying? Um, yes, I do. Here we go. Okay. No, anyway, the story is the guy who is in charge of the St. Louis University pep band has resigned because, guess why? Why? Too much stress. He's the guy that runs the pep well, band. And I, I, I can... I can relate to that well what do you mean you can relate to that you you you're because out playing... being on all the time is exhausting oh no no oh whoa 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 
He's the pep band. It's not like he's working a 12-hour shift for the police department. They show up at games and they play, they play, you know, rah, rah, rah music like at basketball games and stuff like that. Uh-huh. It's, it's the pep band, okay? And the article goes on to say that, oh, this has got to be such a problem at universities that they're having all these mental health issues at universities because the students are so stressed. Um, come on. I mean, let's, you know... Here's the problem. The problem is, you know, somebody should say, dude, you run the pep band. You're not like a city cop getting shot at. You're not, you know, uh, overseas, you know, uh, carrying an M4 defending our country. You're not, you know, driving a snowplow for 36 hours when the snows. It's a pep band. And they say, oh, the reason it's gotten so stressful is they keep getting too many requests. The pep band's gotten so popular that they just can't do all the events, so they're doing too many events. I'm going like, okay, I've heard enough. (laughs) I'm like, I'm sorry. And the crazy thing about it is I used to play in a pep band when I was in high school. We showed up at at the basketball games, and it was always a blast because we screwed around more than we played. You know what I mean? We did weird stuff. You know, between, you know, we'd get off, you know, we'd get like one of the, we'd play basketball, and I think it was the third quarter. We didn't have to be there. We could be somewhere else. We had to, you know, play our music at halftime and blah, 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 and then third quarter, but we had to be back by fourth quarter, and we played goofy little stupid songs, and, you know, I was a trombone player, so if somebody, you know, missed a a free throw. We go, you know, that kind of stuff. You know, goofy stuff. Yeah, yeah, the guys did it. Okay. It's a pep band, and it talks about how the director is like, oh, he's under so much stress because he's the, they want him to play all all these places. Oh, my God. (laughs) This made the front page of the Post-Dispatch. I mean, I'm thinking, how many paramedics are out there? Unfortunately, you know this, your daughter was one. Picking up dead people, picking up people that on the way to the hospital die in the back of the ambulance. How many times that happened to your daughter, right? I mean, you know, I mean, frequently all, all these firefighters who have to go in and find out that the house, you know, that they just put the fire on, there was two people in it who didn't make it. You know what I mean? That's a stressful job. Being the head of a pep band, not stressful. You know, I'm sorry. I just, I'm going like, I don't believe it. And the story goes on to say, well, there's so much stress at college campuses, there needs to be more mental health. Okay, mental health is get a job, stop sitting in your dorm room smoking dope, and do something worthwhile. Okay? How's that for mental health? Did I fix all the problems, Jelly? Wow. (laughs) You know that's what they're doing. Come on. Come on. It's college. You know, come on. Now it's legal. Oh, by the way. I was in Washmo last week. Uh-huh. It looks it looks to me like they're going to tear down the 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 building, the medical marijuana. Well, it was condemned. Well, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they have to tear it down. You, places get condemned and and you can go back in and it, it's condemned because you're not allowed to do any business there. That's what they do. It's a legal thing. But a lot of times buildings that are condemned, they go back and fix them. But the little trailer deal is open now. It says now open. So, um, if you know what we're talking about, what was it about a month or so ago? It was before Christmas. It lady, was. lady was driving. She says she was driving from Washmo to Truesdale. The only problem was she was driving so- south instead of north. Because if she's driving from Washmo to Truesdale, she'd been driving north. But said, you know, when police, police got to her. She says, "I'm going to Truesdale." Well, you're going the wrong way. She came off the Washmo Bridge there in Washmo. They had a little jog at the end of the bridge. Now coming southbound, 
She made the jog to the left, but she didn't make the jog to the right, and she drove right through the front door of the medical marijuana dispensary right there on Highway 47, just south of the bridge. Ended up, her car ended up inside the place. Police show up, car catches fire, the marijuana goes up in smoke uh, for, you know, two two square miles around the place. Everybody showed up at, this is like 12.30 in the morning, everybody showed up at 2 o'clock in the morning, the Taco Bell, you know, to get their munchies off. Which is off. not true. <laughs> it's true. I'll be quiet. Even the mayor of, of Washington, he shows up at Taco Bell at 4 o'clock. I don't know mm-hmm. why I got this crazy, crazy craving for Taco Bell. I need, I mean, I need, I need, I need. Can you give me 20 tacos? So, Does Washmo have a Denny's? No. Across the parking lot, they put in one of those temporary modular buildings, and it wasn't open. I went there one day and talked to the guy. He was very nice to me. Said they hadn't gotten their permit to open yet. Now they're open. So if you need your medical marijuana in Washmo, and soon to be if you need any kind of marijuana in Washmo, you go there. Okay? So, and, and once again, I know people are going like, oh, I, I thought you weren't a big a big fan of marijuana. I'm not. But you know what? Once again, I'm, I'm a libertarian. You know what? If you want to you know, smoke doobies all day long till the point you can't even see straight, I don't care. Just don't drive your car. Just don't leave your house. Just, you know, don't, you know, don't go urinate in my front lawn. You know, don't go try to eat my cat or anything like that because you're hungry. You know, just stay inside and get yourself real toasted. I don't care. Do whatever you want. Doesn't bother me. You know what I mean? You want to shoot drugs up? Fine. You want to snort cocaine? Fine. You want to, you know, mainline heroin? I don't care. Just don't, just don't, you know, come over like in a drug-induced frenzy and try to, you know, shoot me or something like that. Okay? How's that? How's that for being libertarian? Uh huh. <laughs> but yeah, you have so many opinions about people who um, father multiple children. Well, it's like we talked about this last week. Nick Cannon I know. had five kids last year in 2022. Nick Cannon has five kids by five different women. Okay. So? I have a problem with that. Oh, my God. I didn't mean for you to get up, get your well, panties in a wad. But first off, I mean, come on. We already okay, have... we already know how you feel. We already have a problem with... You know, the fact that they're trying, you know, on so many levels, they're trying to destroy the family structure. The family structure for a long time has been a man and a woman, a husband and a wife. That's the family structure. It's, I think that we need to end this conversation. It's now, nobody cares about that anymore. Oh, two women, um, you know, two two men, you know, three women, 14 men, you know, oh, no, whatever. Oh, okay, okay. Guess what? It's worked for centuries. It should keep working. You know, maybe that's the traditional aspect of me. You know. I got four kids, same mom. Why are you laughing? Because I'm traditional. I got four kids, same mom, same dad, all four kids. All four kids know that no matter what happens to them, I'm always one phone call away. You know that. I'm not trying to brag. You're laughing at me. But if anything happens to my kids, I'm one phone call away. You know what I mean? That is very true. And and that's the situation. So let's go. Let's fast forward 20 years from now. The year is 2043. And one of Nick Cannon's five kids, you know, has something happen. Hey, Dad, which one of me? Which one are you? You kid number? He has like he has like twenty kids now. No, he has. I think he has a dozen kids. I'm going like, which one are you? I'm 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 baby number three. That's from... really none of your business. It sets a bad example. You know, I you Brad, know, bad example. Shelley, first off, okay. Let me think about this for a minute, okay? I have to tell you that I think most women would not be happy to find out that their man has fathered another child with another woman. 
Nick did that five times. I mean, none of those women have a problem with that. None of those women have a problem with the fact that. But oh, it's none of your business, Brad. It's none of my business. It becomes part of my business when it becomes a like hot story, and people go, "Oh, look at this! Nick Cannon have five kids with five different women in the same in the same year." Okay, I have a problem with that. First off, Nick Cannon, I think he's an incredibly talented guy. And not only that, he's a radio guy. He makes the rest of us look like weirdos. Am I a weirdo, Shelly? <laughs> no, you're a iconoclastic. <laughs> yeah, that was the article. Iconoclastic. I, I'm an iconoclastic and independent guy. There was an, an article written about me in one of the national trade publications about our new station across the hall, which is called Podcaster, podcaster.com. All right, if you want to stream it right now, podcaster.fm. We're the first radio station in the country that's all podcasts all the time. And every my radio buddies are calling me and going like, you're doing what? What are you doing? Oh, oh. And I got myself in trouble because I made fun of the God Squad people. Okay. And I made fun of it in the national print public, our national publication, the radio business, called talkers, talkers.com. You made fun of them? Yes. Why? Because, did you read the article? I did. The article talked about the fact that I, I made a quote, and this is frustrating me. I told me. you I didn't understand it. Okay. Joe Blow starts up a podcast business, okay? He's one year into his 14, I put in the article, he's 14 months into his podcast business, and some Fortune 500 company comes along and says, hey, you're, you got three podcasts. We want to make, uh, make you a rich man. Here's $45 million for your podcast company. The guy has no revenue. It's like the story that you turned me on. Matter of fact, the anniversary is a year ago. You called me up and told me there's a podcast expert giving a talk at one of our chamber meetings. And I went, you know the rest of that story, right? Yes. And we <laughs> really don't need to go into it. <laughs> yes, because I get myself in trouble with that one. Okay. The yeah. point I was making was if it's podcast now, People throw money at it. And what I was saying was, here's some dude, a hypothetical dude, who starts a podcast company, and he's maybe made $3, and somebody comes along, oh my God, you got a podcast company? Here's $45 million. We want to own your podcast company. Okay? And then EMF comes along, and which is Educational Media Foundation, which is this company that owns, they own the most radio stations in the country. All you have to do is drive cross-country and hit your scan button. You'll hear the same stupid format on 2,000 radio stations. It's called K-Love, and it's it's religious music. It's contemporary Christian music, and all the people on K-Love, they talk like this. Oh, my God, it's a wonderful day. Thank Jesus for making this a beautiful day, and we've got more beautiful Jesus music coming your way, and make sure you jump jump on your phone, jump on, on our app, or jump on your, your computer at home, and send us money, because we've got to buy more radio stations. Okay. We've got to Didn't buy more and more this? and more and more more and more radio stations we've got to buy more radio stations so what do they do they buy stations like wlup in chicago that has a staff of 100 they buy wplj in new york that has a staff of 125 people and they fire them all and then they put god squad music on there brad yes go ahead shelly have we already talked about this yes but we need to rehash it again (laughs) we really don't (laughs) actually (laughs) so the idea is me crazy brad takes one of his radio stations, turns it into a podcast, and everybody's going like, what the hell's he doing? Now, will it be successful? That wouldn't be the first time that they've said that about you. Well, will it be successful? I don't know. You know, I'm trying something new. You know what I mean? Sometimes, you know, you know, 
when you're an entrepreneur, which, and see, this sort of bothers me. Anybody who starts a business now is an entrepreneur. No, that's not the definition of an entrepreneur. Not if you buy a franchise, you're an entrepreneur. No, you're just a person that bought a franchise. An entrepreneur is someone who does something different, who sort of breaks new new ground, so to speak, and most of the time suffers the consequences where you get your butt kicked every once in a while you get a hit, but most of the time you fail. And I may fail with podcaster. I don't know. I mean, how many people like I I'll say one right now, Jeff Allen, the guy who was, you know, one of the refugees, used to be the head dude at ninety seven one. Jeff Allen told me stupidest thing I could have ever have done would take my station make a podcast. Stupidest thing I ever could have done. You know? And look where he's at. Where is he at? He's down in the old Casey studios. <laughs> Rock on. <laughs> rock on. Here, rock. The ACDC is Im- permanently embedded into the walls, you know? <laughs> no no lie. It's like a, you know, like like a nuclear bomb went off and their silhouettes are impregnated <laughs> right. into, the, into the wall. <laughs> okay. Here's an interesting story, which quite honestly, I think this is sad. This has turned into a big national story. This is a story about a guy who was at a diner in Houston. He's eating dinner. Matter of fact, it's at 1915. You see a security video. It was shot on, this is on January 6th. So this is what, Friday? January 6th, 2023, at 1915, which would be 7 p.m. in the evening, 7.15 p.m., 7 in the evening. He's, He's in a restaurant, in a diner, eating his dinner, and a guy comes in with a gun, and not only holds up the place, he goes from table to table pointing his gun at people, saying, give me your money, give me your cell phones. So in other words, he just robbed the cash register of the, of the place, goes from table to table, points the gun at these poor people trying to eat their dinner in peace, robs them, gets their money, gets their, their cell phones. The only problem is the table behind the one he's robbing, guess what the guy's packing? He's got a gun. He stands up and he shoots the guy, Okay. And now here's where he got himself in trouble. He shoots the guy, shoots the robber. Once again, the robber is pointing his gun at people. You know how it is. You get a point gun pointed at you. You don't know if the guy is just some crazed, you know, you know, high school or, or maybe he's a crazed pep band teacher who's stressed and he's going to rob a restaurant. <laughs> Sorry, I'm combining stories. Anyway, so wow. the customer shoots him and he hits the ground. Then the customer stands over him and unloads his gun on him. Bang, 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 bang. Empties a whole magazine into the guy. He did do this? Yes. Dead. Gets up. Okay. He just wanted to make sure. Gets up, leaves. Jumps in the truck, leaves. Okay? Police show up, and people go, oh, my God, you're not going to believe what happened. This guy came in and robbed us, and he held us at gunpoint, and that customer shot him dead. So they go back and review the, the security footage. Sure enough, the robber's going from table to table, robbing people. He comes up behind the guy, shoots him. The guy, you know, takes a couple steps, falls in the ground. Bong, 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 bong. Now he's dead. Gets in his truck and leaves. Now they want to arrest the guy. Because he wanted to, what, he killed him like five times? Uh, Houston police are asking for the public's help to find a man who was seen on video inside Ranchito Number no. 4 in southwest Houston, shooting and killing an armed robber after the suspect entered the store and demanding valuables for customers at gunpoint. In a Friday press release, Houston police said charges have not been filed against the man who fled, but police want to, quote, speak to him about his role in the shooting. 
A video and witnesses report that the suspect, who police say was in his 20s, wearing a black ski mask, entered the restaurant, pointing his gun at patrons and demanding their money. Um, as the subject was gathering money from patrons, the armed suspect can be seen standing up as the suspect walks by him and firing his gun at the suspect multiple times. The armed, armed customer, described by Houston police as a white or Hispanic male, fired at least nine shots at the suspect who dropped to the floor and died. The armed customer fired multiple shots, including one at the suspect's head after the suspect had dropped to the ground. So in other words, he's finishing him off. He's like, don't you come in and bother my dinner, you know, and, you know, point that gun at me. Boom, 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 boom. And then he leaves. Did he do the okay. did he do the wrong thing? Um I think you know shooting a person 9 times. Well, more is than probably that. Probably a little bit much. And they did a headshot on the guy. He was on the ground. Bang, exactly. shot him in the head. And but what I want to know is why are we talking about this on a Monday? Because it happened of a on a brand new year. <laughs> on Friday. <laughs> That's why. No, but but see, here's this the This is exactly why I don't watch the news. This is the problem though. The problem is when the criminals get too brazen, it takes somebody like this to go like, okay, you guys out there, you guys trying to rob places, think twice about coming into a restaurant and, and, and robbing people. I mean, it's gotten to the point where in the city of St. Louis, the crime has gotten so brazen. That it's remember remember the deal. There's the the one of my favorite pictures, the the Stokely, not the the the, the George Floyd riots. There's a picture of it was in the Post Dispatch of a lady who just broke through the windows of a store in downtown St. Louis and stealing stuff and walking away from the store in front of the police and the police are just standing there walking or watching her walk off with stuff stolen from the store. Wrong. Okay. Now should they shoot her? No. But they at least go over. Hey, ma'am, you just stole that stuff from that store. Yeah, I did. You know, that's illegal. Turn around, put your hands behind you. We're going to put you in handcuffs. No, instead, they just watch your walk away. Okay? Once again, if everybody drove down the highway at 95 miles an hour like Shelly did, everybody would drive 95. People go like, well, if I can drive 95, I can do 100. And the other guys, well, if I can do 100, I bet you I can do 105. There's, you know... I remember when the speed limits were 70, it's 75. Some, well, they were 70. Down 40, um, down Highway 40. Well, they're still, they're still 70 when you get wet. You know, you get like yeah, on 44, yeah, you get but out. These to, were like hey, I got news for city you. limits, if you've city ever, speed limits. If you've ever driven out in Utah, it's 80. And I believe in Western Texas, it's 85. Uh-uh. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Are you... I'll look it up. Are you funning me? No, no, no. In Utah, where you got in the middle of nowhere, the speed limit, I believe in, in some places for a while there, I think it was my Wyoming, they made like the, the uh, what's the place in Germany? The Autobahn, uh, where they didn't have a speed limit. They would just say, hey, drive as fast as you want. And Shelly went, oh my God, I'm, I'm moving to Wyoming. <laughs> it's, <laughs> and, it's Nirvana. And they had, they had so many accidents, they said, oh, this is not working. No, but I, I believe in West Texas on... I-10 and I-40, I believe once you get into West Texas, it's 85. I'll double-check that. But but I know in Utah, at least it used to be, speed limit was 80. We'll take a break. We'll come back and talk about that, okay? Okay. But, you know, in the meantime, did I tell you I, I, I've taken over the job of being the pep band director at, at SLU? And I gotta, we've got a morning pep assembly we have to do. So okay. I can't I can't be late this morning, my first day of being the pep band director. Okay. <laughs> Yay for you. I can see how you would 
circle into that role. <laughs> That's like, okay, what's 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 the guy's name? Harry Sneed. Oh, the one who made uh the uh your buddy Harry SCL flash mobbers. Right, Harry Sneed. It was just like yeah, just like, imagine Harry Sneed's one day saying, "I can't." Shelly was one of the flash mobbers. What's the group called? STL flash mobbers? Is that what it was? STL thriller. It's STL flash mob, but okay. we do the thriller flash mob okay, that would be like, ho- that would be during like, uh, Halloween. That would be like Harry Sneed going, I can't do this anymore. I got too many flash mobs. I'm losing my mind. Right? <laughs> he would never do that. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but the guy from the Sloop Pep Band, I can't do it anymore. It's driving me crazy. It's he's so-, so interesting, and I think he's just <laughs> taking the vows. He just got married? If he didn't, he Harry's, I think he's going to. Harry Sneed got married? Did, did what he, I just say. Did he marry the if guy? If he didn't, I think he's going to. Did he marry the guy who's the, the, the head of the pep band at SLU? No, he married a woman. <laughs> Never mind. 728. You know who that was, Shelly, don't you? <sighs> it's a new year, Brad. It's the donut liquor. It's yes. Time to leave things by. <laughs> Ariana Grande, the donut liquor. Yes, the donut liquor. And we have it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that uh, is so 2015. I think that was the right year, wasn't it? We looked it up, wasn't it? 2015, 2016? Yes, it was. Yeah, well, you know what? What's the old ad saying? It was like, uh, it's good to the last lick. Is that what that Ariana Grande no, would say? No, <laughs> that is actually not what it says. <laughs> Okay, first off, I warned people about the fact that we had a very, very, very heavy frost. The dew froze over early last night, heavy humidity, lots of frost, lots of accidents around the area. Now, don't know exactly what it is, but apparently eastbound 70 is really bottlenecked coming out of St. Charles County. Apparently, there's some kind of police action. Don't know exactly what it is, but I've gotten a couple calls on this. Some kind of police action with like multiple police cars. And one caller said like 15, 20 police cars right there around the Earth City Expressway, 70 Earth City Expressway, 141 by Dave and Buster's, that office park back there. So if you're coming out of 70 on eastbound or coming out of St. Charles County, eastbound 70, prepare to really inch along there on 70. Don't know exactly what's going on, but that's the deal. Okay. The smartest woman in the world gave me some information about the speed limits, and I also found another site. Okay, you ready for this? This is a a website. It's called IIHS.org, and it's current as of January 2023, so that's where we're at right now. It has every state, and it shows the maximum speed limits, and it divides it into four categories, rural interstates, urban interstates, other limited access roads, and other roads miles per hour. Okay, Alabama... These are all, I'm just going to give you all the rural interstates. 70 miles an hour. Alaska, 65. Arizona, 75. Arkansas, 75. California, 70. Colorado, 75. Uh, Florida, 70. Georgia, 70. Hawaii, 75. Illinois, 70. Indiana, 70. Iowa, 70. Kansas, 75. Louisiana, 75. Maine, 75. Maryland, 70. Massachusetts, 65. Once again, this is this is maximum speeds on rural interstates. 70 in Michigan. 70 in Minnesota, Mississippi, Missouri. Montana, 80. Nebraska, 75. Nevada, 80. New Jersey, 65. New Mexico, 75. New York, 65. North Carolina, 70. North Dakota, 75. Oklahoma, 75. Uh, Oregon, 65. Pennsylvania, 70. Rhode Island, 65. South Carolina, 70. South Dakota, 80. Tennessee, 70. Texas, 75, 
80 or 85 on specified segments of road. I'm telling you, that's on Western Texas, 85 miles an hour. Utah, 75, um, and, and oh, excuse, 75, 80 on specified segments of road. I've been on that segment in Utah. It's been 80 for years and years and years. Vermont, 65, Virginia, 70, Washington, 70, West Virginia, 70, Wisconsin, 70, Wyoming, 75, or 80 on specified segments of road. So you didn't believe me that they were like 80 and 85, 85 on, I believe that's on the Western sections of I-10 and I-40 in Texas. I believed you. So, so even in Texas, if you, if you were driving on I, I-10 or I-40 on Western Texas, even in Texas, you'd be breaking the speed limit. <laughs> okay, Brad, whatever. <laughs> okay. Um, the you just tickle yourself sometimes, don't you? <laughs> the smartest woman in the world says, "This is her comment." I believe the pep band workload increased, and the top dude begged for an increased stipend to compensate for the extra work. He did not get it, so he cried mental health and resigned. <laughs> That's what he did. <laughs> uh, That's probably true. That's why she's the smartest woman in the world. The legislature. She also said the legislature had set maximum limits for roads in Wyoming at 80 miles an hour, interstate highways 30 on urban areas, 20 in school zones. For all other locations, limits are set at 55 on unpaved roads. 55 on unpaved roads. I can see Shelly doing 85 on unpaved roads. You know, Stop leaving it. A, a, My a, car's black now. A I, don't, trail I don't want of dust. to get it dirty. Yeah, 80, can you imagine doing 55 on an unpaved road? You'd have like a rooster tail of dust behind you. Like you be would. 30 feet in the air. And it'd be like, <laughs> it'd be like flying over, um, you know, over, over the downtown or down in, in St. Charles. You know, it's Smart Field. Right, right, right. And right. flying over there. Right, right, right. And seeing this just plume of, of dust going down this, this gravel road. Texas has the highest speed limit in the USA at a brisk 85 miles an hour. So we talked about in Western Texas. Taking all states into account, the average maximum speed limit in the USA by state is 69.8 miles per hour. That's Shelly in our subdivision, 69.8. No, it's not. I've been I've been better. I've been turning my stereo down when I get into the subdivision. I've been driving the speed limit. Shelly's got the subs. Going. I have been I you can, stopping you can, you can tell. or almost stopping to make sure that there's nobody going across the crosswalk between the Kisker Road County Library right. and the Veterans Memorial Tribute Park. There's a there's a, a walkway that's across Kisker, and you're supposed to press the button. Which two things are happening? The people aren't pressing the button to like make it flash and everything for people to stop, and then the people are not making sure that there is. Um, nobody there ready to cross. Okay, I'm going to ask you a dumb question at park. Is there what no? Does that have to do with anything? Well, no, no. Is there no parking in the park? Why do you have to cross the road to go to the park? Where do you park to get to the subdivisions? I know, but where if the park does the park not have a parking lot, so you can't. There... It does, but that's. Okay, so the people you're talking the, the people, people are like, walking to the park where you live from well, their from their homes. Shelley lives in the Ladue of St. Charles County. Uh, so, so no, I don't. So, actually. so in other words, you're saying that people that want to walk to the park have to cross Kiska Road and they don't hit the button to use the crosswalk lights. They yes, you know that's what? True. If they just sit stand by the side, 
and um, wait for to for it to be clear. That's not what that's about. That's supposed to be. That's the crosswalk for people to stop by. I I I always come to almost a stop and look both ways, both times. I mean, multiple times to make sure there's nobody there because I've seen people almost hit. Okay. Steve Elman just got reelected for a county executive. So that makes him the county executive through 2027. Add four years. Good for him. Okay. In 2020, in 2027, I'm going to run for, for county executive. And if you, don't if you try to use those cross that crosswalk there at Kisker, and if you don't hit the the button to you know change the light for the pedestrian over uh, pedestrian cross, thirty years in jail. That's what I'm going to say. Thirty years in jail. You don't use that crosswalk. That, that's fair, Brad. Thank you. <laughs> that would be me. First off, don't get me going about parks. You know. I don't understand the whole thing. This is a very nice park. I know it's a very nice park. There shouldn't be there. There shouldn't be any parks. parks what? The parks should all be private. They've never been private. I say they should be. Why? Shaw may have been private. Well, well why, why would you, you know, Forest Park. Forest isn't private. They, Forest Park should have gates at every entrance and say, hey, you want to go in the park? Five bucks. Okay, fine. It should be run by some company. It shouldn't be, it shouldn't be public property. See, once again, your park, you built that cool park by your house, okay? If you took the, it's like, I give the example of Klondike Park. Klondike Park is a really cool park down in southern St. Charles County, okay? Nobody ever there. You could drive through there, you know, firing a machine gun, you know, on full auto and not hit anybody. I mean, there's never anybody in that park. And yet the county parks department, oh, yeah, we've got this beautiful park, Klondike Park. It's so wonderful. Nobody ever goes there. So it's a waste of money. You know, I mean, let's let some private company take it over and, you know, and like, hey, come to Klondike Park. It's only five bucks. Oh, yeah, we're going to Klondike Park. It's five bucks. I'm telling you, one of the things that people talk about, oh, you know, the, people talk about like, like, oh, in, in, in St. Peter's, we have all these beautiful parks. Oh, in Washmo, we have the beautiful Rennick Riverfront Park. Who cares? Whoever goes down there? Nothing but the drunks. They sit there and drink, drink beer and watch the river go by. Nothing but drunks. I'm telling you. Where I in want, Klondike Park? No, in, in Rennick Riverfront Park down at Riverfront, Washington. That's where I, when I go to drink my beer and get drunk. I sit down there, you know, in the parking lot. And <laughs> right, Fred. <laughs> no, I see, I've never understood this, you know, that people talk about, oh, like, for example, St. Peter's. Oh, we've got these beautiful parks. Who cares? I'm not going to move there because you got beautiful parks. Matter of fact, if the if the parks had nothing but junkies shooting up heroin in the parks, I'd go, eh, I don't care. I was, you know, if I want to buy a house in St. Peter's, I'm going to buy a house in St. Peter's. I don't care about the parks. Don't care. It's just another way to spend taxpayer money. It's like, like the perfect example to me is every stupid city has to have their own aquaplex now. You know, Maryland Heights you know has what? one. You know, St. Charles has one. Fenton has one. Kirkwood has one. Hey, guess what? There's this place in Alton or Grafton called Raging Rivers, and there's this place in Six Flags called, what's it called? Surfamania or whatever in Six Flags. Just jump in your car and drive there. You don't need a stupid, you know, aqua marina park in your in your city. You know what I'm saying? I'm just shaking my head at you. <laughs> Is there anything positive that you have to say? That saves taxpayer money. You know, uh, hey. Brad, hey, really? L- let me tell you something. If, if, 
If the mayor of St. Louis, no, hold, hold, just just hear me out. If the mayor of oh, St. Louis, oh, I'm sorry, okay, that's we, we iconoclastic. We got my bad. we got to Shara Jones right now, who's the mayor. Okay, let's say some dude's going to run against her when she's up for re-election, and the guy gets up in front of the people and he says, "If you elect me mayor, I'll cut your taxes in half and we'll close all the parks." People go, "Yes, vote for that guy. We don't want that stupid parks. We want our tax money cut in half." Yes, those parks, they cost, Forest Park cost us all this money. And if we, if we closed Forest Park down, you would be able to cut your, ga- your taxes in half. We'll cut the gas tax. We'll cut licensing fees. We'll cut everything to the point where there'll be no meters in downtown St. Louis. We won't need any of that revenue because we won't be spending all that money on parks. Yes, vote for me. Yes, the guy get elected. Bang. People go, oh, we don't want those stupid parks. We'll elect that guy. Right? Uh-huh. <laughs> You don't believe me, do you? <laughs> I'm just shaking my head at well, you, brother. It, sometimes, what, what's the saying? You got to break some eggs to make an omelet. You know what I'm saying? You got to you got to shake things up. You know? I'm telling you. Like for example, downtown St. Charles. I think you do that well. Frontier Park. Okay, Shelley. One of these Brad. days. One of these days this week, I have to go down to downtown St. Charles for some business. Okay. I'm going to drive down here. I'm going to shoot video of the people in Frontier Park. Guess what? Nobody there. Right now in Frontier Park in downtown St. Charles, there's nobody there. I don't even, if someone drive by right now and drive by and say. It doesn't have to be people there 24-7. It's underutilized. That's the problem with most parks. Oh, my goodness. Move on. <laughs> it's underutilized. Seriously, move on. Oh, look. Except for the. Except for it's the. 740 dr- something. Except what for the drugs, the, the drug, the guys, the drug dealers and the drunks in Forest Park. There's nobody there right now. Just a bunch of animals. <laughs> remember the one. Remember the, the. I shouldn't make fun of him because he's not around anymore. Um, the the uh, brown and brown ad. They no, should, don't even. <laughs> they run. No. They run these. Hold it. No. This is not bad. They run Brad? these. They run these late night. These late night infomercials. And one of them was. I had the clip. And one of them. They're at Forest Park. And they're next to the zoo. And the one brown brother says the other brown brother. We're here at the zoo. And he looks at the other brown brother. You know they got a lot of animals there. It's a zoo. <laughs> What do you think they keep there? You know, bicycles? <laughs> they have a lot of animals at the zoo. Did you know that, Shelly? There's a lot of animals at the zoo. I did. You know, it's been a long time since I've been to the zoo. There's a lot of animals at the zoo. I bet you didn't know that, did you? No. I just know that the monkeys throw poo at you. <laughs> oh, there's a good one right there. 746. It is BS.show. Okay, Shelly, I've got the scoop on what's going on in Maryland Heights on 70 and 141 out there. This is a bizarre story. Ready for this? I am. This is according to the Channel 5 website. Just before 5.30 a.m. this morning, the St. Charles Police Department received a report of a shooting at the Cracker Barrel along Veterans Memorial Parkway. At the Cracker Barrel! You can't go anywhere anymore. No. Police said an employee, 52-year-old man, was taking trash to the dumpster when he saw three people tampering with the vehicle in the parking lot. The employee yelled at them, and one of them fired a gun, hitting the employee in the arm and torso. They shot the poor guy at Cracker Barrel, taking trash out to the dumpster. The employee was taken to the hospital and treated for non-life-threatening injuries. Good. Three suspects got in a Nissan, drove away. Short time later, Nissan stopped on eastbound 70 near 270, and three people got out of the car and ran, according to police. Police say officers are searching for the suspects in the area. At about 7 a.m., Maryland Heights police made a post on Twitter saying there was a heavy police presence in the area of 141 and I-70. No kidding. That's what I said. Police said they're looking for three, quote, male juveniles or possibly armed who were involved in the shooting at the Cracker Barrel. 
Maryland Heights Police said Pattonville High School is closed while they investigate. The school district says Roseacres, Holman, and Pattonville High School students will switch to virtual learning today. Developing story will be updated on five is your side. So they shoot the guy, the employee, the guy's working at the Cracker Barrel there in Veterans Memorial Parkway in St. Charles. He's taking trash out. They see him trying to break. He sees see three dudes trying to break into a car. Stripes to stop him. They shoot him. He gets hit twice. These dudes jump into a car, drive across the river, and apparently bail out of the car. Right now, as I understand, there are multiple, multiple, multiple police units with tactical gear, with their with their AR-15s, all that kind of stuff, patrolling the area. They think they might be in the Fred Weber dump. Wow. Yeah. You know where you know where uh, Superman takes his trash to? No, excuse me. I blew that one. You know where the Lone Rangers takes his trash? No. To the dump, to the dump, to the dump, 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 to the dump, dump, to the dump, 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 dump. You're funny. <laughs> okay. Like funny, peculiar, and funny, haha. Okay, now, here's what's interesting about this story. And this is Steve. What story? About this crazy story with them shooting the poor guy at the Cracker Barrel in St. Charles, okay? All the Crutons. Not the Cretans, the Cretans. The Cretans come across the river into safe St. Charles County and commit crimes and then go back into St. Louis County. Okay? Close the bridge. Just put a sign up. If you're from, if you live in St. Charles, St. Louis City, St. Louis County, sorry, you can't come into St. Charles stop County. Stop it. Just, just can't. Stop it. I'm telling you, that's. Seriously, stop. No, it's serious. Oh, Brad. So, I mean, put yourself in the position of a guy who's working. You know, he's 5.30 in the morning. He's taking trash out of Cracker Barrel. Sees some guys messing with the car. He says, hey, would you guys leave there? Boom, boom, boom. They shoot him. They jump in the car. They drive across the bridge, and they bail out at 70 and 141. And I'm going like, okay. See, this is the crazy thing about this is that we had the story earlier this hour about the guy in Houston who was sitting at a Mexican restaurant in Houston on Friday night. Guy comes in, dressed in black, has got a black ski mask on, starts, you know, literally robbing the patrons he robs the store robs the patrons goes table to table to table says give me your money give me your cell phone give me your jewelry the whole bit a guy in the next booth stands up plugs him kills him and they they're mad at him because he shot him too yeah many but times. he didn't shoot the guy 15 times either who didn't shoot the guy 15 times he shot him the a, guy you're talking about right now the guy in the cracker barrel no i don't know anything about that well they'd say he got hit twice once in the arm once in the torso i mean hey oh yeah yeah all for probably making 12 bucks an hour well that's what i'm saying the poor guy's working at cracker barrel he's yeah. doing the right thing people are he sees some guys jacking with a car you know and he says hey and they shoot him i mean like okay what's you know see this is the problem the this prob- is what we need to do you know what the problem is the problem is is we need to have a positive segment of this show that's what the problem is okay i will tell you a story that i know more than i should know about because of the fact that one of my friends was there okay mm-hmm. there's a waffle house i don't know if it's still there or not waffle house on uh on brown road east end of the airport you know what i'm talking about right it's to the east of i think it used to be there I don't, it may be gone now but there was a Waffle House right there in Brown where it turns into McDonald. Actually, it's McDonald Boulevard. It's right behind the Jack in the Box. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Okay. Anyway, years ago, one of my friends was there that night. A guy walks into, the guys are sitting there eating their waffles at Waffle House, minding their own business. 
you know, they're probably all working stiffs, you know, just got off a shift. It's night, you know. And a guy, a dude walks in with a rifle, okay? And he's got a rifle, and he says he's going to hold the place up. Same kind of deal. He's going to essentially rob the place and rob the patrons. He's going to go person to person, give me your money, give me your wallet, give me your, you know, credit cards, all that kind of stuff, okay? One of the guys steps up. He's sitting at the counter, steps, gets off his stool, says, get the hell out of here, and the guy shoots him, Okay? But doesn't hit him real hard. Does hit him like in the shoulder or something, arm and stuff like that. And now the guy is really mad. So he charges the guy and beats the crap out of him. He already got shot by the, the guy. The patron? Yes, the patron. And a bunch of other patrons jumped in and beat the daylights out of this guy. I, now, I think that that was... He needed to take his come up. Oh, right. He just really and, messed up. And people are going like, you just got shot by that guy. Yeah, he peed me off, if you know what I'm saying. Okay. So, no, Brad, the, what are you saying? The reason I know about this <laughs> is because at the time, the church's fried chicken regional headquarters was right next to the place. Okay. And I knew a guy. Matter of fact, I did work back in the day. For Church's Fried Chicken, for the corporate guys. They were there right, you know, the regional office was right there. I don't think it's there anymore, but right there on McDonald at 70, you know, just on the east end of the airport. And the embarrassing thing for them was the guy worked at Church's Fried Chicken, okay? And and it's bad enough he was one of their employees. He didn't, he didn't work, you know, there because there's no Church's Fried Chicken, just a corporate office. But as they put him on the stretcher, and hauled him away. A photographer in the post-dispatch shot showed up and shot pictures of the guy on the gurney being taken away. He's got his church's uniform on, and clearly visible in the picture Picture is the church's logo on his shirt. Not a good PR move for our church's fried chicken. So that's why I know more about the story than I should, because the, the, he was— Did you catch that? What, said? Did I catch what? The whole— church's fried chicken thing what do you mean did i catch it did you catch that his uniform in the frame you couldn't miss it because of the fact that it was a close-up of him on the gurney and he's laying sideways on the gurney because of the fact that apparently they broke his arm or something like that when they beat the crap out of him and he's laying sideways on the gurney and like his you know like above the shirt pocket is the church's logo Mm. And so, in other words, and I don't know, maybe he might have been a former employee, stuff like that. But they had to do a big PR push about the fact that, you know, the church people, well, this is not one of our typical employees. One our, more, most of our employees are very hardworking, you know, which they are. You know, once again, you go into McDonald's, you go into any kind of place, those people are busting their hump. You know, that's true. For you know, they're not making fifty bucks an hour. You know, they're maybe they're making you know now they're making probably twelve or thirteen, maybe fifteen bucks an hour, stuff like that. But where they're working hard, it's not the easiest job in the world. Don't screw with them. You know what I'm saying? I mean, even when they screw up my order, I'm still nice to them, which they did last night. But that's a whole other story. You know, I mean, I've been there, done that. They don't need your grief. You know, those poor people. I mean, you know, how many times I told you the story when I got, I had. I had all sorts of stuff happening when I was a Kurt Boyd steak and shake. I had, I had, you know, soda thrown at me, you know. My favorite story is is one that my son, my I think it was my middle son, always wants me to tell again. So, but I can't right now because we're out of time. Because he always got the biggest kick out of that story. What you happened? You should tell it anyway. You can condense. 
In 24 seconds, I can't. Oh, maybe not. Okay, everybody. Welcome to this week. Brand new week. And I've, I've been Mr. Positivity all morning long. Uh, yeah, he has, hasn't you, you're he? You're talking to your econo- well, iconoclastic independent Brad. That's right. <laughs> yeah, you, you lived up to that today, Tiger. I did. Have a good Have day. Have a great day, everybody. Peace and I fly. 7.59. Have you heard about Salt River Automotive? Not only are we open for business and ready to serve you, we are sponsors of the BS in the Morning Show on Westplex 107.1. Check us out on Facebook at Salt River Automotive, LLC. See you soon.